1: Hey, what's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Tom Davis here. Hope you guys are doing the best ever. This is a great, short, and sweet podcast with a gentleman who has a working line Doberman that is whining everywhere, in the car, outside, constantly. His... Whoa, there goes my phone. His friends said it's impossible. His vet said, I don't think it's gonna get any better. But there's some things in... We talk about genetics and some realistic things about mm, what is fair for him to do and not. But we start breaking down some different paths for him that he didn't even think about that I helped him work through and troubleshoot through. So this is a good podcast for dogs who are dealing with this anxious whining this whining in general, or just learning how to problem solve through something new in general. So we have a couple new dog training questions on the podcast, but I'm going to answer them next Monday. So make sure if you guys have your specific dog training questions, I'll answer them here on the podcast, baby. Let's go. All you have to do is go over to the iTunes review chart, leave your review, and I'll answer them next week. Hope you guys are well. Join the No Bad Dog Members Club. I'm flying to somebody's house that is in the Members Club to train their dog absolutely for free. All you guys have to do to enter is click the link below and join the all-access No Bad Dog Members Club. It's a fantastic community. It's the best. People Magazine even wrote about the freaking thing. Anyway, let's get into the podcast. Talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Hello. Hey, Bill.
2: Yes, sir. How are
1: you? Good. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing fine, doing fine. Great. Thank you for your call.
1: Of course, no problem. Did you want to just chat on the phone today, or did you want to FaceTime or anything in particular?
2: Uh, chatting on the phone's fine.
1: Great. I mean, all right.
2: you I know what you look like, and uh-huh. I'm ugly, so you don't need to know what I look like. It's all good, okay?
1: All right, brother. <laughs> what do we got going on?
2: Uh, well, I don't know if you read the initial email, or you just want a little background on... The dog and me and
1: give me a little Uh, yeah give me a little background
2: okay um i've had working dogs my whole life uh for the most part and i'm i mean i'm 70 but i'm very active and all that i've had uh a lot of high energy uh strong-willed dogs and the dog we have now is a three-year-old uh european doberman brought him in when he was 13 months old he's still intact um and he he's great, thomas he's great ninety percent of the time ninety five percent of the time he's he's wonderful in the house he's great with the grandkids he's a real sweetheart uh he's not destructive all of the all of the good things you want in a dog um when I first got him, he was very very insecure, he was nervous, he was skittish in fact i I almost didn't keep him, and my wife. I wanted to give him time, you know. My wife fell in love with him, and she said, "You can, you can make this work." And, and I feel like I have. It's, it's, it's been a, a journey mm-hmm. to, uh, to get him uh, more secure. I think my opinion is he's a little bit on the small side for a Euro dope. And I think he probably was targeted to be exported. Then the pandemic hit and the the original deal fell through. Mm. And that's why he was 13 months old when I got him. And I suspect he was probably kenneled or whatever and just not, you know, he just wasn't socialized properly. And basically, I treated him like he was a six-week-old puppy and just started doing everything with him that I could to expose him. And and he's really made a, a big turnaround. He's he's still a little skittish with strangers or things like that. But for the most part, I mean, he's I'm not going to say he's 180 degrees different, but he's 165. (laughs) You know, he's Mm -hmm. he's really come around. Um, He has a very, very high ball drive, prey drive over the top, over the top energy level. Um, He's uh, he's always wants to what I call play, uh, especially the ball drive. Um, I used a, a local trainer and he was great. He helped with the insecurity. Uh, ended up using a collar on him because that was the more effective than mm-hmm. a pinch collar. Uh, he's still, uh, he, he's dog reactive, uh, especially with males. Um, a little bit worse on a leash than he is off-leash. Off-lead, he actually seems to handle better it's like when the lead goes on he's a little bit uh i'm sending him a message Mm -hmm. that there's something coming up that i don't want you to go after you know what i mean yeah like
1: anticipation yeah Mm
2: -hmm. um but but i've been able to to, for the most part work around that he gets a, a lot of exercise uh he he we go for at least an hour every morning uh, for a hike, uh, runs, that kind of stuff. And I mean, he is really high energy. Uh, he'll chase a ball until he dies. I have to make him stop. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's just that kind of dog. Um, I work obedience with him every day uh, for the most part, uh, and he, he he does real well with that. So, like I said, ninety percent of the time, he's great. The problem that I run into with him is that high level of of prey drive when we first go somewhere, and I go early in the morning because of our heat and humidity down here. Mm -hmm. When he gets out of the truck, I lose his focus. He's looking for something else. He's not paying attention to me. I'll make him do, you know, heel with me and whatnot and he he wants to pull ahead he's not yanking it's not like you know a sled dog he's just not walking right beside my leg he wants to pull ahead if i tap the e-collar then he is very vocal uh he doesn't redirect um where he wants to bite but he'll jump and kind of bump me uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily with his mouth just with his chest he's frustrated he's mm-hmm. he's uh He's a bit of a brat. Um, And let me back up. Probably the thing that irritates me the most is when we're going somewhere, he starts crying. He he used to literally scream. And I got so sick of him doing that, that I I would zap him with the e-collar and tell him to hush, to down and hush. And and he will do that, but he still whines the whole time. And, And it'll sort of build Mm -hmm. uh and 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 (laughs) at least at least once usually twice he it it's like he'll the wine will just get too loud and i'll tell him to hush and he jumps up and turns around i have to tell him down i have to zap him and he'll do that but it's like he's like a hyperactive kid at christmas that just can't seem to help himself if that makes sense he just is just so excited about going somewhere that he, he just loses all focus and i have tried i've watched your videos hell i've watched everybody's damn videos and i have i've tried everything i can think of toys putting his bed in the back seat giving him a bone giving him the ball which he loves none of those things he pays any attention to i tried uh i tried one of those high pitch um I don't know what you call it, but it's a a Mm -hmm. thing that you tap and it's real high pitch. It worked for two days, and then it's like he figured, well, hell, this isn't that bad.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) You know, I can live through this. I even had a squirt gun, and that was a little precarious, but I would squirt him in the face when he'd start screaming. And again, after two or three days, it was like, "Eh, it's not that big a deal. I'd Mm -hmm. rather scream. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now I'm using a gentle leader on him. Uh, I put that on when we leave, and that sort of distracts him. He hates those things, and he's, uh, he's better, but he, he's still whiny. And so that's, that's the biggest issue is, is the, the car, and then that first 30 minutes until he gets that real intense exercise out of the way, uh, so to speak, the first 30 minutes, then he's great. Then he'll work on I could send you a video, and you think, oh, this guy ain't got any problems. This dog's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and he is. But that initial, uh, before he can burn off that initial energy, he can be a real dick.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: It, it reminds me of the video you did on the Dutch Shepherd, Leo, Hmm. Um, except – like I said, when he does get frustrated, he'll bark and bump me. He doesn't bite. He doesn't redirect. And it, it was like Leo – I don't think Leo was afraid of anything. He was like, you know, I'd go after anything. Well, not that he, – he's not on that level. He really isn't. But it does remind me of that sort of a dominant, pushy, brat personality when he doesn't get what he wants to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I think – you know, having a, he's three now, and I think just having a three-year-old intact working dog, I think a lot of the things that you're dealing with is is likely to happen of this drive, right? The drive is always going to be there, but the difficult thing that you're dealing with is, is definitely going to be the, the whining and the vocalization. And it's hard because a lot of what I've seen this in dogs is it becomes a lot of involuntary behavior, where they don't even intentionally know that they're doing it, they're just, yeah, they're excited. They're they're it's like a kid pulling up to Disney World. I mean, they're just shaking with excitement, and they're like, "Yeah, I can't wait!" And they're just over tea kettle over it. You know, they're really excited about it. And so that's the that's the reality of of having a working line intact. Dog is people keep them intact not only for the benefits of having the dog to potentially live a healthier life and 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 be be full grown but also the intensity intact dogs are more intense yeah. because they have more yeah. testosterone and they got they got all that stuff that's pushing through them that makes them more intense that's why people keep them intact is for that drive so sure. a lot of this makes sense and i think you've already done your part and your job about squirt bottles, e-collars, uh, you know, whatever the, the, the buzzers, the whistles, you know, whatever's out there, you've you've done it. And I think, again, like you have to look at the, the whole situation and realize that a lot of this is an involuntary thing. And the best thing you can do is, I, I did this with this border collie once when I was in Vegas, I was training this dog. And very similar behavior, very similar type of Go go goism, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm, Yeah,
1: and I mean, this dog was just like really excited. And they, and the the tough thing is, is to really get them. You got to target them almost to get them focused to say, "Hey, I want." It's kind of like a a kid with ADHD is they got all this energy, and if you don't say, "Hey, here's what I want you to apply that energy to," it's gonna go in a hundred different places, and it's not gonna right. be, you know, there's 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 no accumulation of productivity if you will so anyway with this with this border collie is what i'm saying is is i got the ball out which creates kind of some of that involuntary vocalization that we're talking about but it also gives them a focus or a target so what i have found and this is more of a long-term thing what i did with this dog over the weekend was is i'd put the dog into a place or down or something and then the ball would come out and I would build my duration of the dog, not whining and basically teaching the dog that if they don't whine, they're going to get paid and they have to hold that calmness or that quietness in order to get paid. Because the reality is here, Bill is we have an intact working line Doberman that has a crazy drive to do all sorts of different stuff. And what we want to do is say, Hey, you know, I I like your drive. I like your enthusiasm. I like your obedience night. Like you said, 98% of the time you're the best dog, but when you're in the car, I want you to be quiet. Or when we're going places, I want you to be quiet. And that's just, that's a little boil over. I think of what's in his head. He's like, he just can't help himself.
2: My, uh, one of my closest friends is my vet and, we had lunch friday and i told him i was doing this and he kind of chuckled and he said well you've wasted your money <laughs> he said i'm sure the guy knows what he's doing but i'm telling you i've done this my whole life and i've seen dogs like this before he's genetically wired to do what he's doing mm. and you y- you can you can force him to not do some of this stuff but you're not going to change that genetic package it's just the way he he's built the the trainer i used was very good in fact he's got a euro doberman and he told me uh he ended up op- he's opening another location and so i've sort of lost contact with him it, it, you know it was mutual i mean i i would have continued to work with him some on this and probably wouldn't have had to call you but it just it, it, chattanooga is a relatively small dog world when it comes to acceptable trainers and Mm. i i'm extremely conscientious about dogs and i I realize the responsibility of owning a dog like this you know and i do everything thomas imaginable to make him a responsible and and sound and, and and good dog you know with my neighbors and my grandchildren and everything else and so at any rate uh john had told me he said well We've got him at 95 percent. And he said, I'm not saying that you can't get to 100, but I don't think he he basically said the same thing that Mickey did. You know, this dog's just wired that way. And I I think you're always going to have to deal with with that. So basically what I do now, my wife doesn't like to ride in the car with him because of the crying and whatnot. I just don't put him in the situations if I don't have to of where it's going to be an issue you know i I take him and and i run him and then when i get home he's great and everybody loves him and and everything's cool i'm the one that has to deal with the aggravation of of the 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 crying and and the uh stubbornness or or brat being a brat the first 10 20 30 minutes Uh, Of of the day, and and it does get aggravating because hell, I've been working with this dog every day for two years, you know, and it's it's just there. And if if that's the way it is, and I I promise you, I won't think I've wasted my money if you tell me, man, you're you're probably as good as they're right. You're gonna you're as good as you're gonna get. Then I can accept that. I just. Your videos are so that you're the best of any of them I've seen, and buddy, I've watched a ton of them. You know, and and you you're the most practical. That's the thing that that I always enjoy about yours is is the practicality of it. And so I thought, well, hell, it's worth three hundred seventy five dollars to chat with the guy and see see if he thinks it, it can change. You mentioned using the ball, and I told you that he's dog reactive. When I've got that ball, he doesn't give a rat's ass about any other dog, mm-hmm. male, female, or anything else. He just wants that ball. The The problem with using the ball is he, he gets, as you said, he gets so excited. He, he, he does what I'm telling him to do, but he's not. He, he's just doing that to get the ball. You, you know what I mean? And it's he's he's so intense on the ball that he's not really acting the way I want him to act mm-hmm. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. I sort of feel like I'm talking in a circle here, but
1: no it do, it does and and th- there's like I said in the beginning, I think that there's there is uh some validity to to that and, and hey you gotta you can't teach a fish not to swim right you got a working line doby ball driven intact big energy you know, lots of, lots of, lots of intensity, right? So it's, it's, it's like a, you know, a really big football player and going out there smashing people around. That's what they're supposed to do. It's what they're, you know? So I think, but, but what you can do is you can, you have to get creative. And I know that you have been trying different things, but you have to get creative with the behavior of the dog and the mental state of the dog. So what I would do is I would go out with like a basic, Either a slip leash or a prong collar or something, and I would start working. Well, well, two big things. Uh, the first thing is is like like I said, you you got a dog that is is innately, primally packed with this. Let's go to work, and and you know that, and you do that. But first thing in the morning to get him out to run that ball, run that ball, work, 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 work is always the best thing to do, regardless of anything else that we talk about. And I know that you know that, but that's just getting that yeah. off the table. sure. But what I would do is I would get him, and either with food or a ball. If you feel like the ball is too much, I mean, it's kind of good that the ball is this this very right, intense yeah. thing for him because you can really teach him things like that. If he's obsessed with it, like the Lord of the Rings type thing, if he's obsessed with it and he's got to get to it and he's got to have it, what you need to do is say, hey, I know what you want, but here's what I want you to do before you get to that, and you have to. This is where your 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 timing comes in as a handler. This is where your marking comes in as a handler. Is you get him out, and your job is to teach him. Like what? Here's what I do with my dog. Is if I put her into a any any behavior, a down, a place, a sit, a stay, or just a stand. If she's just sitting there, standing there, and I have the ball, what I'll do is I'll work on. Uh, calmness and engagement before she gets it. And that's something that you'll have to teach him how to do over time. Okay. It's not, so what I mean by that is you get him out, he's jumping, he's excited, he's whining, he's doing everything. Okay. Okay. Get your energy out, buddy. Right. And then what you do is you take that ball out or you take that food out or you could do both. So, and this is where you have to get creative to kind of flip through channels to see, okay, this works, this doesn't work. This works better than this. Let's, let's go with this. Because every dog is different. And when you're handling. Yeah,
2: he, he's, he's not a foodie. I, I mean, I've tried okay. every treat in the world. And if anything's going on, he doesn't give a rat's ass about his food. Or Even like chicken
1: or anything like that?
2: Anything. Okay. I mean, it's, it, he's almost kind of a, <laughs> he's a weird dog. You can drop a piece of chicken and he won't necessarily grab it and eat it. You know, he's gonna, uh-huh. he'll sniff it, and walk off.
1: Okay. Half the time. Got it so
2: he's not food motivated at all
1: sure got it okay so what i would do is i would go out and i would work on really small segments of obedience and does he have a good out command or once he gets it it's his how's the deal go
2: uh no i can tell him to break and he's he he understands that completely
1: okay because that's what that's what i would be doing with him is i'd be i'd be getting him out and i would work on exactly to take that energy and to take that focus and to take that drive and I would use it to your advantage by timing your reward system to teach him what you want which means if you get him out and you get that ball out and you just hold it neutrally just by your side and he gives you two seconds of calm behavior right he's just sit there drooling over then you pay him yes boom you pay him you play with him he tugs, he rips it, he shakes it, he does all the Dobie working dog stuff, right? Shakes it from side to side, growls at it, throws it up in the air, whatever he wants to do. You get it back and you tell him to leave it or drop or whatever you use. He, he spits the ball out and this is where you're going to toggle between your leash and the reward. So essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to teach him to stay between the mustard and the mayonnaise here, right? So when you're driving down the road, you get the white line, you get the yellow line. You're like, hey, I want you. To, I, you need to be right here, okay? So your timing is is huge on this. So and you have to start. It depends on the dog. If you get a really drivey dog that is over the top anxious for something, it's gonna take you a day or two to really, or more to to really teach him this. But what you have to do is take that leash and control him, and you hold that ball neutrally by your side. And he starts to whine or do anything that you don't like, but you got to be very specific about the things that you don't like. So what I'm talking about is the whining or the vocalization. So don't ask him to do something. This is what everyone does. I'm like, all right, you want all right, you want to work on the whining and the craziness bill. Let's go out. We get the ball down. We get us, we get a leash on the dog and we immediately sit, sit down, down. I'm like, Whoa, 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 screw that. Don't, don't, I'm not. That's not that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the calmness. Do you want your dog to stop whining and being crazy? It's like, yeah, okay, well, let's work on that. So you get out and and you just take that ball and you might have it in your hoodie pocket or in your coat pocket, something that has something that you can stick your stick the ball into so it's not too right. crazy, right? Okay. Or a vest, whatever. And you get that ball out and he's looking and this is where your impulse control comes in cuz he might just try to take it out of your hands. He might go for it. And this is where you say, hey, hey, hey. So right now you have an opportunity to channel what you want. He says, I want that more than anything in the world. You say, okay, perfect. Now, listen, here's what you got to do. All you have to do is you have to just sit there for one second and not make a peep. And then you pay him and then two seconds and then three seconds. And what you, you have to, cause I know what you're. I know the 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 grand scheme of things. It's well, it's in the car and it's in places that you really don't have a hang of them. And I understand all of that, but it kind of goes back down to basic obedience, where you're like, "Hey, I want to go to the park and walk my dog, but he drags me around the park." I'm like, "Well, can you walk him at home? No. Well, then you can't go to the park. So I want you to start off in your yard, very okay. very clearly, to teach him what you want. And the minute or the second he gives you that calm okay i'm going to i'm going to focus on the ball or i'm going to focus on you you yes boom and you pay him that's what mm-hmm. i would be doing and i've done uh, going back to that border collie story in vegas that's what i did with this dog is anytime the ball or frisbee or anything that came out that this dog liked it would be this habitual crazy annoying over the top craziness there was two big problems with this and this is something you may be dealing with yourself the first problem is, is she had no control over the dog because she had no leash on the dog. she say, oh yeah, this dog goes crazy over the Frisbee or whatever. So she gets the Frisbee out and the dog's circling her, jumping on her, clapping the teeth and whining. And she's like, look, this is crazy. And she and she's taking that Frisbee and she's holding it behind her back and she's telling the dog off and she's backing up. She's getting cornered. She's getting picked on. It's chaos. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. put a leash on the dog. Keep the, because you, you're kind of like, oh, I want, (laughs) you know, I I want to, it's too much open space, right? It's like, it's like naming a a fish in the sea here. There's too much space. You're never going to see that again. You have no control. What you want to do is you put a leash on the dog to say, and then you, and that's what I'm saying is you get that ball out very neutrally. And if he just lunges for it, boom, correction. If he, if he whines, give him a little bit of pressure and he's going to go, oh, ball, oh, ball, oh, ball, oh, ball. And it may take you five minutes, five hours, two days, two minutes. But what you have to teach him is how to behave to get what he wants. Because he's, mm-hmm. think about the root of why he's whining. He's whining because he's he's anticipating something that he likes. Whether you're going for a ride oh, to, yeah. to go somewhere yeah. or whatever. Yeah,
2: it, It's all about going for the adventure. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, and he, he's almost lazy in the morning thomas you know mm-hmm. he doesn't he's not pushy about anything and but he knows my routine and when it's about 15 minutes before i'm going to be ready to leave the house yeah he, you can tell he starts to build a little bit yeah you know just and and he anticipates so much uh and and like i said he, he jumps up in the truck he, i make him lay down and he'll lay there and then he'll start to cry and yeah uh and it starts real low, and then it will crescend, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more. Then we have to have a, a sock with the collar, and it's then we start all over again. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like you described initially. It's like a hyperactive kid at Christmas. He just, <laughs> you know, he's expecting it so much. And what drives me crazy is this has been going on and on and on. He he did get better. It got to the point where. When he was yelling in the car, I just knocked the piss out of him with an Mm e-collar, and he learned. You know, I can't do that, but he he still has this underlying whining going on Mm -hmm. that he can't seem to control, and he he does well with the ball when I'm holding it. He's he he focuses on it, and and he doesn't lunge at it. He he. I, he, mm-hmm. I won't let him do that i won't let him bite at it or anything like that because of the grandchildren and all that he, yeah he really has pretty good self-control when it comes to that it's just that he's so wired about it yeah everything else doesn't matter nothing else matters um the only time he won't go after the ball we have a pool and he won't go near that pool no matter what's in it He he he's he's terrified of water for some reason um
1: yeah, well, I think, like I said, I, I, I just it, it seems to me that you ha- you have all this, let's call it environmental thresholds. So it's the same thing that you would do with a dog that is, you know, if you called me and you said, hey, Tom, I, my dog um, just darts out the door, darts out the door. I open it, darts out the front, front door, side door, glass door in the back, slider, whatever. And I would do the same thing. I'd say, you got to teach the dog what you want to do differently. And that means putting a leash on the dog, going towards the door, and then on your cue, on your break, on your terms, you then say, okay, now you can go through. Right. But right now, because you're not doing any of that, you're, and sometimes that works with dogs. But you're dealing with a dog that almost can't like I said, can't help it. It's involuntary. It's it's like, what do I do? What do I do? Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. They're getting punished. They're like, okay, fine, I'll try to do it. But what you have to do is you have to you're you're doing part of it, which is correcting the dog for the behavior you don't want, which is part of the part of it, right? Of molding, shaping, teaching. Right. But what you're not doing right now is you're not saying, Hey, here, here's here's how I want you to drive this ship here. Here's how I want you to outlet this. And that's what I would be focusing on the absolute most is getting the leash on to make that world smaller for him so you can control him, getting that whatever out that, that he loves, you know, whether it's the ball or whatever, right? And then you go up and you, and you, you put that ball right on your side and he starts to lunge and get it crazy. You have to teach him. Here's what we're, no, listen, here's what we're doing for things that you want, for things that you're excited about. And this is something that can scale over time but right now it, it's becoming a fight or- flight type of behavior form mm-hmm. he's getting the car we're going we're going we're going we're going, we're going and then it's it's just it's just all gas no brakes the ball comes out we're going we're going you have to teach him so so my point is is he's always going to be very excited about doing stuff because to be honest, Bill, I think you might be a little upset if you got a three-year-old European intact Doberman that was a couch potato. So oh yeah! This yeah, isn't I, that I, fun.
2: I, yeah, I I understand that, and and Tom, I he's what I bought. I, mm-hmm. I understand that, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 uh, so I, I I have no uh, misconception yeah. of what he should have been or shouldn't be or right. whatever. Now that he is is more secure, initially yep. I was frustrated with his uh, timidity, but yep. that has that's changed and, and you know, so I, I've realized what I, I you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for what you wish for, you may just get it. Well, I got it, you know, I yeah. did get it and, yeah. yeah, and all. And, and so, like I said, initially, if, if, if and it, it, sounds like this, I am going to have to deal with him, uh, being this way. And, and what you're telling me is to try and molding in a different direction, by using the reward of of the ball, because that's the thing that he enjoys the most, uh, and and use that as a mm-hmm. reward for, for calmness.
1: Yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah, you, you got yeah, yeah, to start paying him for. Because right now he's like, okay, mistake, mistake, mistake. I get it. Well, what do you want me to do? And that's your job. Because that. Think about when we talk about dog breeds and origins and genetics. I mean it's very clear that look at like dog sports, Mondia ring, IGP, uh, any of those working like stuff, right? The working dog stuff, all of those dogs are the same. They're like, they got, they got all this energy and they got all this drive and this potential and this prey drive and this workability to go out there and work with you. Right. And you know, your, your job, like a lot of these other working dog jobs is to say, Hey, I want you to be able to turn this on and off when I say to, and they have to learn that. And so that's what I would be doing is I'd be going out on the leash with the ball and I'd be really grinding this out for the next couple of weeks to say, Hey, you're going to offer me a calm state of mind and then you're going to get paid. And then if you can get that, it's just like any other obedience. If you can get that at a very short process, like a very small mm-hmm. bit of that, yeah. you can, yeah. you can keep going. So then that's I what I would Okay. Yeah, that's what I would be doing with him is get him out because right now, like I said, it just seems like it's all gas and no brakes. He's just getting out and he's going crazy. And I think what you should do is really teach him. This is how I want you to behave. This is how I want you to, to, to do things around here. And I think if you, because he's smart enough and he has the drive enough, if you teach him that if you just be calm for one second, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, you're going to get everything that you want and more. And because of his drive and his workability, it's not clicking to him right now. He doesn't know that that's what actually is getting him paid. Yeah. Right now, he's just like, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And you need to say, hey, I know you're excited, but you're not going to, because he's getting. ultimately he's getting paid or rewarded for that behavior to some degree. Where?
2: Yeah, He, he is. I, I mean, and I've, I've conceded that, so to speak, you know, uh-huh. if my life's a lot easier <laughs> if I take him somewhere at seven 30 in the morning and we go for an hour, hour plus hike. Uh, and and then the rest of the day goes a lot easier. You know, yeah. that's, that's sort of the, the price I pay. Uh, and And I'm fortunate to be able to do that, it, but there may be instances where I can't, You know, Mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of frustration if he doesn't get to go. Um, and and fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, that's only happened probably twice in the two years that we've had him Mm -hmm. that he was unable to go somewhere. And, and yeah, you know, he you can tell he's a little uh anxious during the day that he didn't get to burn that energy off, but uh, he has amazing recovery. If I don't have if I, I have to watch him especially in our heat and humidity. He wants to play again in the afternoon, you know, and I I, I can't let him do that much because of the heat. Um, he's the kind of dog to kill himself. I, mm-hmm. I'm convinced him that if I, you know, if I just threw the ball indefinitely, he, he'd he drop dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and that's probably the truth. And, and And like I said, I think I would use that to your advantage, and I think that's what a lot of people do is they just, you know, they just – they get that ball out and the dog starts to get swirly and then they start to get like nervous and they're like, Oh, uh, uh and then, you know, what I would do is I would really tone that down with a I mean, you could get as creative as you want, Bill. I mean, really you could you could put them on a back tie and really take your time with it and teach them. That's what I did with my duchy, Lakota, and that's what I do with a lot of high drivey dogs. They go gibby gibby, 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 gibby gibby and they're just so anticipating things. And I teach them, look at me in my face, and as soon as you look at me, yes, boom, they get paid. And it's easier with dogs that it can work for food because you, yeah. you don't have the whole, yeah. okay, now drop the ball, calm down, stop the teeth, teeth clattering, relax, you know, all that stuff. It's really yeah. easy is you, you, you just put a piece of food on the ground and the dog looks at you and you pay, yes, like click, treat, yeah. you know, type thing. Yeah. But that's what I would be doing right now is I just feel like I would really – encourage you to to kind of give him a clear roadmap of I don't like this and, and you don't like that and he probably doesn't even like that but you need to teach him here's how I want you to behave to get what you want and he'll start offering that calmness and that and that 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 state of mind to you more often but you gotta when you go into the car it's the same thing you get him into the car your normal routine right now I'm just assuming is you load him up into the back He starts getting excited. He's pacing and whining and you get in and you back up and the whole thing happens. What I would do is I would break that whole sequence down. I'd get him into the car and I would demand again the same thing. Calm down, pay him. Calm down, pay him. And that that can get as creative as you want. For me, I'd put him into the back of the car after I've completed the task of teaching him how to be calm and silent with me for three Mm -hmm. seconds. And then I'd go to the car and and I'd say, hey, got to do it here too, buddy. And then I would break him right out of the back of the car. I would say break and I'd throw the ball right off the, right off the ground. And and really you got to transfer it. Cause like I said, right now, I think zooming out, the biggest problem you're having is the simple fact that you haven't really taught him what you want him to do. We've just been kind of like trying to correct this behavior down, but he he doesn't know. Okay. I know that this is bad because you're punishing me, but I don't, what do you, what am I supposed to do? And I think that if you spent time going back down to the basics, you could really help him outlet that.
2: Okay. All right. Well, it's, it's certainly worth a trial. And, you know, I'm typical, I guess, of, of anybody, Thomas, you do, you get in the habit of doing things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they, for the most part, they're working. But like I said, I, this is one thing that I just haven't been able to get over. And I, I mean, I've had high energy dogs before I had a a first generation, uh, German boxer that was out of shoots and three parents. And he was unbelievably high drive, but I, but I was able to contain it better. And, and it, it's just with this dog, he's, he's got more drive than anything I've ever seen. You know, Mm. he just, he just, he's just wired that way. Um, and he loves he loves exercise. That bastard runs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he doesn't just trot, Thomas. Mm. He gallops, mm-hmm. and he'll gallop on a cool morning. He'll gallop for an hour and and never let up. I mean, he circles around me. He's he's good about coming back. I've I, you know he'll break on a squirrel or a deer from time to time, but I can. Uh, use a command to come back and and I may have to zap him one time but he'll he'll turn right around and come back. He's great about everything except this like I said this one thing about the car and the first being controllable the first uh, 20 or 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. I think I've gotten in the habit of doing things a certain way and I need to take a step back and look at it and see how I can do it differently.
1: Mhm. Yeah, exactly. And work
2: And work better on the reward end of it rather than the punishment end of it.
1: Yeah. And I think just having clarity, I think he's just like, he's, like I said, I'm using this a lot, this, this, this conversation, but I think it's, it's all gas and no breaks. He's just go, 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 go. And you have to just teach him, Hey, and that's what that's, but that's what's creating that anticipatory stressful anxiety thing is because you're not breaking it down. Right. You're just getting to Disney World, opening up the minivan and saying, run free, kids. You know, so they they just can't wait to pull in that parking lot because, the you know, your, your fasten seatbelt light is already popping on when they pull in. They're just ready to go. And you have to say, hey, settle down. There's some things we have to do. We got to load the cooler. You got to hold my hands. You got to do this. You got to really break things down to say, hey, to get what you want the most, you have to think clearly And I'm going to dictate what that looks like. And you have to spend some time on rewarding him for the good behavior. Because again, like you're telling a fish not to swim and he's like, sorry, sorry, didn't mean it, didn't mean to swim, you know, and it's not necessarily bad or unfair, but he doesn't. Okay. All right, fine. I understand that this is bad and I'll lay down and I'll, and he can take that, right? He's a, he's a working dog and he doesn't really give a crap. He's ready to just go. But what I think you really need to do is, is outlet really what what he should be doing i think that'll be really helpful for both of you guys
2: okay all right well good good all right i appreciate that um i, I don't really think of anything else i mean I, I, I as i said he 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 is dog reactive particularly with other males
0: mm-hmm.
2: um it, it's not over the top in fact i passed one this morning and and if there's some distance uh say 15 feet between us mm-hmm. and, and the other dog is not obnoxious that that has a lot to do with it if the other dog is is difficult then then crony's much more inclined to sure. to want to sit up and i mean i understand that to a certain degree i mean he is what he is and and um he he plays well with females um, and, and I haven't had any issue with that, uh, for the most part, but he, he still is, I, I, you know, I'd love to be able to take him on a Saturday morning and have brunch at, at an open air restaurant, but I, I don't do that. We, we just don't do that because somebody's Yorkie might get in his face or whatever. And it's, it's, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that would go well. And Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right.
2: So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some videos you have about that I could look into. Um,
1: well, I think just, I think you, I, I think again, I think a lot of this is going to come down to kind of targeting his natural drives into doing something productive and beneficial. And so when you're out, I mean, there's not much you can do about other people, right? I mean, you're right. Yeah, there's only so much you, you can really do about that. But I, I think it's important for you to, to just continue to really outlet and, 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 and tell him, Hey, this is what, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to behave. Hey, you just have to, you have, and you already are right. Like you're, you're, you're already uh, really important to him. He really pays attention to you, which is great. But what you really have to do is you have to just make sure that when you're out, it's just you and him. Like if, like, if you have that ball on you and you go out, you know, like that, that, that should be between you two. And and I think he's the type of dog that if you go out and you have that reward on you, he's not going to care about anything else and you already know that. So I would just right. I would continue yeah. to, to do that, yeah. To just go out there and say, "Hey, we're going to go work." And then your job is to kind of keep him protected and to and to advocate for him if there's other dogs, there's other dogs dog owners that are doing things that are going to, you know, potentially set them up for failure. Hey, keep, keep your dog on a leash or you just leave. I mean, that's what typically, that's what I do yeah. to be honest is I just, I'm out of there. I'm like, all right, I'm out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't do dog parks or, right. or right. anything where I don't know, where I don't have at least some control over. Yep. Yep. The
1: exactly.
2: Circumstances, you know, Yep. yep. I, I, I think 75% of America has no business owning a pet, let alone a dog. <laughs> I,
1: yeah. Yeah. I would, <laughs> right. uh, I think a lot. I think yeah, and that's why I do what I do is to to educate. Yeah, no. Educate as as much as I can because I think people are really struggling with really basic stuff, and um, there's just not a course or information out there. You get a dog, and if they don't listen, you, I don't know. People just don't know how to do it. So I'm happy that you stumbled upon my content, and and I think you can get you know really close to to better uh, or really close to a hundred percent on this but you just have to he's you gotta he's got that tunnel vision and you have to put the tunnel directed right on you say so, hey calmness equals ball yeah. the calmer yeah. you are because right now like i said you're kind of you're teaching him you, well i don't even know if you're teaching him but you're not you're enabling him to do bad behavior but then you're punishing him when he does it so when you get into the car and he's whining you're like hey knock it off you 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 correct him but he really doesn't know alternatively what you want him to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an entirely different perspective than what I've been doing. So I'll, I'll focus on that. And, uh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your input and, yeah, uh, no and, you know, cool. I will take it to heart and, uh, and see what I can do.
1: Awesome. Bill. Well, I wish you the best of luck. And good luck and thank you. And I think you guys will, will see some pretty big differences as long as you start with the things we spoke about.
2: Okay, good. Okay, well, thanks again. Mm-hmm. You have a great day Me and uh, enjoy chatting with you.
1: All right, Bill, thank you. Likewise.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine,